Ernest, what's up? Look, I want to put you on to something that's been making waves in the personal finance world. If you've been relying on Mint to manage your finances, I got some news that might startle you at first. Mint is no more. But hold on, because every cloud has its silver lining. And in this case, that lining is Monarch Money. For those of us searching for a robust, user-friendly alternative, Monarch Money is stepping up to the plate. And from personal experience, it's hitting a home run. Let's get personal for a moment. Managing finances can be a maze of confusion, stress, and time consumption. Believe me, I've been there, jumping from one finance app to another, hoping to find that one platform that simplifies everything. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design transformed my approach to managing finances. What truly sets Monarch apart for me, though, is its collaboration feature. With money being a top Discord trigger for many couples, the ability to seamlessly manage finances with my wife has been a game changer. No extra costs, just shared goals and clarity. But Monarch isn't just about managing your current finances, it's about building your future. Saving for that dream house, your wedding, or a once in a lifetime vacation becomes not just a possibility, but a reality with Monarch's intuitive tools. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal held it as the best app for savings growth. Monarch Money represents the next evolution in personal finance apps. It's an ad-free haven where your experience is the priority, constantly refined based on real user feedback. It's everything we've been asking for, intuitive, powerful, and relentlessly focused on user satisfaction. Now, for a bit more practicality, Monarch makes transitioning from Mint a breeze ensuring you can bring all your tags and categories with you. It's intuitive design, customization options, and commitment to privacy and an ad-free experience make it stand out in the sea of competitors. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash leisure. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash leisure for your extended 30-day free trial. Earners, what's up? Look, I want to give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click, absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. 
Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long-term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. Talk about the money. This is the financing portion of your land and development. We're going to talk about institutional funding, seller financing, private lenders, and crowdfunding. Institutional funding. <clears throat> this is where the slides get um, less cute <laughs> with visuals, right? But it's a serious matter. Farmers.gov is a website that I want to um, tell everybody to check out. You might not have any intention of farming, but with what's going on with food sovereignty, being able to purchase land through the USDA and um, loan products that are available, as well as being able to um, take advantage of any grants and different things that are available with food sovereignty projects, it's a no-brainer. Look into farmers.gov. That is a great resource when you are purchasing land. Um, institutional funding is your typical funding. That's when you go to Wells Fargo, Bank of America, uh, Chase, or Citizens Trust Bank, Unity Bank, and you say, I want to buy this piece of land, I would like to build a home on it, and I would like to sell it. They've got the best rates, but it's the hardest to get. So you're going to need to speak to multiple lenders, and you're going to do best by starting with a bank that you already have a relationship with. So this goes without saying, before you try your hand at investing in any land, you should be credit worthy. You should have an exceptional credit score. You should have money and savings in the bank, at least you know 25% of your disposable income should be saved in the bank before you start um, buying land and investing in this way. Yes, you can buy affordable land at affordable prices, cash outright. And if that's the strategy you want to do, by all means do it. But if you're going to do a development project of scale, you're going to need institutional funding and to get the best rates and to even be considered by a traditional lender, you are going to need exceptional credit and experience that track, track record again. There's ways to get around it if you don't have a track record and no one on your team has a track record by partnering strategically with your constructor, your, excuse me, your builder, your developer. Speak with multiple lenders, set up your LLC. Again, talk to that strategy, that business consultant, that strategist, that business attorney, Put your LLC into position by having the best, most creditworthy people on your LLC, people who have experience in, maybe they ha have been a general contractor. Um, if you have someone in your family or in your friend group, use the people who are in the best position to be able to go after institu institutional funding if you do that. Um, seller financing 
is the better option if you know you'd have less than perfect credit. Oh, man. No, hold on. Hold on, Ash, because we, we got to hear that. We got to hear that. The, the the good folks at Zoom, something your, your sound keeps yeah. going in and out. They, they, they trying they trying to censor you like You're your right. sound is. Your, oh, oh. Ash, Ash, can, can you repeat that? Because your sound your sound is cutting off like every like ten minutes for like a minute. I don't know I don't know what, what what's going on, but um, can you can you start back at the beginning of seller financing, please? Yeah, we can't we can't let that go unmuted. Yes, I apologize. I probably have an unstable internet connection. It's all good. Any anytime anytime that you do that again, because I, I um. We don't want anybody to miss any information. Like when your sound goes out, we'll just start talking because it's usually like only for like 30 seconds. Yeah. So then we'll start talking and then we can just bring you back in to just. So whenever you hear us start talking, just know that your sound cut out and then we'll just bring you back in when your sound comes back on. Yeah, because I, I got my notes, Ash, and I'm like, wait, what, what just happened? <laughs> now nah, we got we, 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 we to get the information, hook a crook, man. They can't yeah, that's stop a fact. You. And, and shout out to every shout out to everybody that has a hand raised. We're gonna get to that um, when Ashley's finished with the presentation. We see the questions. We're gonna get to that. All right, bet seller financing. What I was saying is, it's usually a better option because seller financing typically does not report to the credit bureaus. Sellers typically um, just want to get their money, and as long as you pay them, they have no reason to report to the credit bureaus. So that means your debt to income ratio is not going to change because that debt that you have on that land is not going to be reported. So you know it, but nobody else is going to know it. So seller financing means you could go and put loans out on 20 properties real quick and start flipping them on how you might see it as an opportunity. And your debt to income ratio is not going to change and you'll be able to move on your projects or get institutional funding as needed or additional credit cards as needed without these land deals being on your credit report and pulling your debt to income ratio to a lower um, score. So with seller financing, it's scamming season. So be careful. People will put a picture of a property up act like they are the seller and you go and you're like, oh, I just bought 25 acres for five stacks and you did not just buy 25 acres for five stacks. So make sure you are doing your due diligence, that you're checking the tax um, records to make sure that the person who says that they are the owner, the seller is the seller check with the listing agent, make sure that the listing agent is an official broker and you protect yourself in every form or fashion by going through a um, closing attorney on your seller financing deal. That's how you cover your assets, okay? Don't go do a seller financing deal straight up and you might not actually end up buying this land Unless, of course, you are, again, a seasoned investor, a seasoned real estate investor that's used to buying properties and putting deeds in at the tax assessor's office and with the court in the county. If, you, if that's not you, you need a real estate agent and you need to close an attorney to ensure that your transaction with the seller goes through smoothly. Another note with seller financing or what's also known as owner financing 
you negotiate with the seller. You can negotiate what you want and they can negotiate what they need. So it could be a 20% down payment. It could be a 50% down payment. It can be um, a flat monthly rate of interest only with a balloon payment at the end. So make sure that you do good negotiating so that you get the best financing terms possible so that you don't end up overpaying for this price of land. Because if that's the case, you hustling backwards. So negotiate, make sure that you got your best negotiator doing the negotiating and you don't lose your shirt because you're financing at an exorbitant interest rate. You're putting too much money down. Any of those things can be a bad situation. So negotiate, 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 and make sure, final note, that the owner owns the property outright, ideally. If the owner doesn't own the property outright, don't buy it if the property itself has a mortgage on it that's going to be more than the down payment you're going to pay. Because when you pay that down payment, you want that down payment to clear the mortgage note out. That way you can end up with the deed in your name from that moment you leave the closing table, that deed being in your name means it's your property. You can get USDA farm um, benefits. You can get all of the things that you need. But as long as there's a mortgage on that property in that seller's name, this deal is a no-go. In, in most states, you can't have a property and sell it while you still have a mortgage on it. So be mindful that that mortgage needs to get cleared. And if it can't get cleared, it needs to be assumed. And you need to go through the process of legally assuming that mortgage with the mortgage holder and do it the right way because you do not want to lose your money. Private money lenders, highest interest rates, hands down. That's not the way to go if you can avoid it, but it's easier to get. Most cases it's based on the deal and you can also get private money from family and friends if you are lucky enough to have people who are financially astute and who have savings and are interested and able to invest in deals like land deals and new, de new construction opportunities. So if you have somebody in your circle, go get that private money first, negotiate, 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 win-win, right? Um, and if you don't have private money available to you in your own personal network, you can go to a hard money lender. Hard money lenders are essentially borrowing the money of all the people in their network to be able to make loans to you at exorbitant interest rates. Um, a good interest rate for somebody who has a pretty good credit score who wants to bust a move before their business has been in business for at least six months. Because typically all of these financing options, uh, except for seller financing, you're going to want to be in business for at least six months, unless you are doing a farming business in which you can use a USDA startup loan um, to fund your land purchase and your farming operational expenses. Um, but otherwise, you are going to um, need to have been in business for at least six months. 
Um, unless you're a hard, again go, going with a hard money lender, if not, your hard your hard money lender is going to look at the credit score of the primary, um, the managing partner. If that person has like a 700 credit score or better, you don't have to have been in business for six months. Again, typically the deal will dictate the um, private money lender situation where you might not need to have good credit, but you definitely need to go and have these conversations again, negotiating with your private money lenders. My favorite private money lender is direct lending partners. They typically do not do deals on land. Most private money lenders or hard money lenders do not do deals on just land. But again, this is America. Anything is possible when you negotiate and open your mouth. Crowdfunding, less hoops, less successful. Crowdfunding. When we started our, um, when we decided to purchase land and we were looking at Tombsboro, we went on to uh, GoFundMe and we looked and seen about 15 or 20 crowdfunding campaigns of people trying to fundraise the $1.7 million for the city of Tombsboro, right? Crickets on all of the, on all of the crowdfunding, like nobody raised more than like a thousand dollars on any of these um, crowdfunding website on this, on this GoFundMe. So crowdfunding, while everybody gets really excited about it as an option, it's not usually successful unless you're very strategic and you have a huge marketing campaign and a great story. We were able to raise over 87,000. We're almost close to our $88,000 goal. And we used that as a kind of like a building fund where we were able to clear our land and put down gravel and, you know, lay down um, areas for us to do our uh, pavilions and our stages and all those types of things. And so that was a long and hard process to raise $88,000 and we still haven't reached our goal. So I, I crowdfunding is an option. Uh, it doesn't take a lot other than a strong story and marketing campaign, um, but they don't tend to go as far or be as successful as you would like them to be. And it takes a ton of money to be able to genuinely develop large projects, um, especially when they don't have, you know, connection to certain infrastructure. So crowdfunding is definitely um, a later choice. And then there is um, regulation crowdfunding, which you can raise up to $1,070,000. I'm not very familiar with crowdfunding and um, I would love if uh, Troy and uh, Rashad could get somebody who has done some crowdfunding in the EYL University at some point. Cause yeah, 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 we did Chris Senegal. Um, Chris Senegal, and I'm sure he'll come back again, and he'll he, he could do a, we could do a class on crowdfunding for sure. Yeah, but, because but he, had, um, he, had, he had a very he had a very successful crowdfunding campaign that they raised over a million dollars. See what I'm saying? So we, I, I can't speak to that, but that right there, this is how we really start to develop land deals. So that's something that you guys are going to come, they have to become earners and come back and get this uh, class when it comes. All right. So let's get to the bill, the dis 
discovery period, there's a master planning period, there's a design phase, a construction and marketing. Discovery. Starting from scratch means you need to discover the limitations and the restrictions of the land. I saw somebody in the comments say something about um, feasibility studies. That's this moment of discovery, right? You can do a feasibility study before you buy the land, um, but that's a whole lot of money to put into something um, and then decide not to buy it or go forth. If you study the area, you do your due diligence, you know what's happening in the community, you've got a clear vision. When you purchase that land, you can do your feasibility study after the fact because developing land is really a lengthy process. It's not an overnight success type situation. It's going to cause for a civil engineer to come in to study the grading and the slopes of the land. There's going to be someone who goes and drills into the dirt to see how much um, weight the dirt can withstand. So you know how high you can build and what you can build and what kind of materials is going to be best based on the climate. I, I'm skipping ahead. But ultimately, this discovery period is where you're going to get your topographical survey done. And you're going to want to understand the demographics of the area. Again, what the median income is. Are people graduating from college? Is the crime rates high? All of that good stuff. Um, so that is your discovery period, your master planning period. This is where your person that you hired as your master planner looks at where we're going to put everything at the infrastructure and the roads ingress and egress means how you go into the neighborhood, how you go out of the neighborhood, how you go into your driveway, how you go out of your driveway, waste management, stormwater runoff. They're going to plant all of these things. You are not the person that does that. There's a master planner, a developer, architect, a civil engineer. There are a team of experts that sit down and do your master planning if you're doing a large scale project. If you're doing a smaller scale project, you still need the same people, but you might be able to work with a boutique company that has two, three, four people. Maybe they're wearing the same hats, but master planning happens nonetheless. Master planning can cost anywhere from $150 to $750 an hour, depending on the experience of the master planner. And so you could be looking, again, depending on the amount of the pro acreage of the project. Are we talking about developing 10 acres of land, one acre of land? Are we talking about developing 400 acres of land? That master plan to lay out those streets, those roads, all of that design from the information they got in discovery from that topography report. They're going to do all of that and it can cost anywhere from 10 to 50,000 or more, depending on how much land you are getting planned and who the planner is. Design phase. Designing is the next step to your development process. This goes beyond that initial discovery phase into building homes and structures and retail and commercial based on the climate, the area, um, the needs of the citizens, 
areas that are prone to like tornadoes and hurricanes, they will require different kind of building materials than places that are um, dry and don't have those type of um, climate changes and issues. Um, so all of that can increase the cost of what you're designing. And this is where you can um, make a lot of money or lose a lot of money because you can overly design and you design something that's too high end for the area. And now you're not selling because it was not the kind of design for this neighborhood community and culture. Purchasing land where there's wetlands, deep valleys, other topographical challenges, that's going to create larger budgets because now you're talking about building bridges and how you lay in your foundation. So all of that stuff is a part of the design phase and it's going to create and have a certain budget that will change according to the complexity of the design and um, the uh, what's the word I want to use? The sweat, the the style, the aesthetic of it. Okay. Construction. This is the second to the last stage of the raw land development process. In most cases, it's going to be first your horizontal development. That's the grading of your roads. That's the curbs. That's utilities. Um, and eventually, you know, you're going to start building the property from the ground up. When you're looking for a contractor, your construction team, they're going to get paid in increments from your construction loan. And once um, they have gotten all of the construction done, you're ready to go on to the next phase. And construction, again, can take uh, longer time frames based on the complexity of the design, the materials, um, Chant, uh, leaks in the supply chain of trying to get certain materials to you if you have certain materials that you are using because you're committed to green building or you have a high-end design all of that can lead to higher budgets and costs when you're looking for a contractor or contractors you can google what state, what city you're in, if you want to hire, you know, a minority contractor, a black contractor, Google that. Put Georgia Minority Contractors Association. Put Florida Black Chamber of Commerce. Put um, DC Business League into the results. Call them up and find a reputable contractor if you don't already have someone you know in your <coughs> Branding and marketing, that's the last stage. Once you've gotten your building um, done, before you've gotten your building done, to be perfectly honest, branding and marketing is what's going to sell this community that you just invested your time, energy, and money into. Branding is how you sell, tell the story of why you built it and attract your ideal residents to the community and marketing is that active placement of materials and formats that will allow them to see that story and get that story in front of the masses. So I can show you better than I can tell you and I'm gonna take you to a community right here in Georgia that's dope in marketing. This is called Trillist. This is a community that's been being built over the last 10 years. It's actually a community 
that was founded by a production studio called Pinewood Studios. It's in Fayetteville, Georgia. This marketing is what attracts their ideal client. Their values is what attracts their ideal client. The community that they are building is for makers, entrepreneurs, and storytellers where they can find fulfillment in every way. This is branding, a community tailor-made for storytellers. Well, it was a studio that purchased land, built it up, similar to what Tyler Perry did when he purchased land in East Point to build Tyler Perry Studios. He, they built a community. That's that economic development. It's got restaurants in there, um, homes. And so when you are considering land development and what you're buying, things happen in phases. And so I wanted to show you this because when you start talking about doing a land project, you have to have vision and you have to know where you're going. So I wanted to show you guys Trillis and I'm gonna show you guys, close that door please, Skyra, thank you, yes. And Saranby, Georgia. Again, marketing, it just looks like the kind of place where you want to live, right? They got goats. <laughs> so <laughs> when you start thinking about your project, begin with the end in mind and think about who's going to live here and build for them and build in a way that the story is compelling. That's what we're doing with Freedom Georgia. All right. Now I'm going to take you guys to the final stage. And I got three minutes before we go to questions, some insight and inspiration. Don't wait for opportunities to come. Get up and make them, Madam C.J. Walker. Just charter, chartering a city. Listen, if you are interested in chartering a city, hit me up. But the reality is, as we begin to be more strategic and work these ideas and principles of group economics and collective um, economics and we're building collectively communities that are safe, that are thriving, the logical next step is a city charter. A city charter is going to open you up for benefits that will give you more control over your community long term when it comes to how your community is develop police, the zoning, the ordinances, the health outcomes, how money that gets sent down from the federal government to the state government gets distributed is based on these cities and um, their populations and density. So all, you, we really got to look at how being a city and taking these developments where we're building our own infrastructure, building our own culture of shared values, then we turn, go to the next step, which is a city charter and, and electing officials who are going to represent our values and do what's best for the residents that live in this city. This is called placemaking is what we're doing. It's not just about land developing. This is about making places where people feel safe where people have peace 
protection, prosperity, and a city is a government structure that allows that to actually happen. So that's our next step. That's what we're going with this. So get strategic, work together with your comrades, with your partners, with your like-minded business folks in the area, get with your economic um, development authority, get with your black chambers of commerces, and let's start building these cities according to our needs, our desires. This is how we be strategic. That was powerful. Thank you. Thank you. That was uh, that was an amazing presentation. So I don't want people to take that lightly. Um, it's like, you know, for all the years that we go to school, whether it's elementary, uh, high school, uh, college, even master degree programs. Uh, me personally, I, I've never, you know, was taught the process of buying land and and this stuff is, you, you would think that this would be one of the key things that would consist of an educational experience because we all have to live somewhere and land is the key component of the planet Earth. And um, it never it never was actually taught to 99% of us. So um, it's, it's amazing that um, you were able to come on here and teach this and um, we're thankful. So thank you for that. And, um, you know, it's also amazing that we was able just to even have this platform to actually educate people. And it's a very encouraging thing. And um, I'm sure everybody is extremely appreciative of it, but do not take it for granted. Sometimes when you, when you get things and it's free, you don't fully appreciate it. But it's like, you know, um, this could have been Harvard, this could have been Yale, this could have been any, any level of education. I would, uh, I would argue that this, would, this was right up there and better than what anybody else could have done with Oxford anywhere in the world. So that's that's extremely powerful. And like I said, this kind of information can literally change the trajectory of our um, you know, existence in this country and is uh, something that we have not known about for hundreds of years, for centuries. So now that we're coming into this information, it's important that A, we learn as much as possible, we apply it, and also we work together as a group. So yeah, that's that's something that is uh extremely, extremely powerful. So once again, thank you. So what we're gonna what we're gonna go into now is question and answers for about 20 minutes. So once again, if anybody joined late, this is um a special edition of EYL University. So once a month, every single month. So with EYL University, we're an educational platform. Outside of what you see on the podcast, the podcasts are episodes where you learn a lot. This is more of a hands-on learning experience. So every single Wednesday at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we bring um, experts from the field in, and they teach a class via Zoom. And it's on everything, everything from how to wholesale real estate to how to analyze a real estate deal, investing, um, cryptocurrency, you name it. We've had a class, and we're going to have more classes. Um, and then that's every week. And then every other uh, Sunday is our book club headed up by Troy. And yeah. then the alternate Sunday is MG, a mortgage guy. He has a real estate uh, call. And then once a month, I do a financial planning call. Um, so those are all the things that are in existence of EYL University now, right now. But as I said, we're actually, we're putting EYL University, the undergrad department, as you know it, we're going to, we're going to end it. This will, be, this will be the last week of EYL University, as you know it. Um, we're taking a winter break for two weeks and then we're coming back in 2021. We're coming back in 2021 with a whole new revamped product. We're going to have a professor series 
where we're bringing in experts to teach classes four times a year. So it's not just going to be one-offs because sometimes it's hard to learn with just a one-off class. So we're going to do four different classes. Miss Business is going to teach about taxes. Ash Cash is going to teach about financial literacy. Brandon Rule will teach about real estate. Sabine will teach about uh, all things legal. Uh, Quentin Martin will be our investor uh, teacher. Um, Kwame Ankul will teach about a variety of different business topics. And Credit Dude will teach about the uh, world of credit. And uh, Ashley, I heard, might be interested in being a professor also. So I don't want to put her on the spot. But No, I'm in there. I already said I am down. So you down? How, I'm a how, let, me ask you this. let me ask you this, because you, you're, you're a member of EYL University. How has your experience been so far? You just joined a couple days ago, but how has your experience It was been so not a couple days ago. It's been a couple <laughs> weeks. Thank you very much. Don't try to play me like I just signed up, like I just jumped on your bandwagon, bro. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I actually signed up after I did the first EYL University with y'all. Um, okay. one of my partners, Greg Mullen, shout out to him. Shout out to Kev too, was part of the interview. Yeah, shout out to Kev. He's also an earner. So I was like, oh, I can't have Kevin and Greg getting all this good information without me. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a great experience. Like I've just been going hard in the real estate section, but it's like uh, so many classes. Like I'm not even... Like it's too much. I'm like it's a lot. Like it's good stuff though. The t I I've watched two classes. I literally sat there like taking notes, and I was blown away by the level of information and insight that I was able to get as somebody who know a little something. You know, I still was able to learn, which is really cool. Yeah, we're gonna no, that's dope. <laughs> we always we always gonna over deliver and under, and under promise. That's that's our, yeah. that's kind of how we living right now. So and, we, and it's like the most the most successful people always are investing themselves. And uh, for Ashley, obviously, she's an extremely intelligent person, and um, she's like, yo, I want to be an earner. I, I'm I'm not I'm not above being a member of EYL University. And she joined. I didn't even know she was joining. She joined <laughs> and um, she became a member, and she's she's studying herself. So that's that's dope, and that's that says a lot. Um, so thank you for that. So. We're gonna to get to questions, but um, yeah. before we do, like I said, this this is the last thing that we're gonna do for EYL University this this uh, this year. On Monday, we're changing it, and then we're gonna come back January first. If you're interested in joining EYL University, like I said, we're revamping this whole thing. We with the revamp, everything is changing, including the price. The price is gonna double because we have we're paying professors now. We got a full time um, admin. Everything is changing. We're really, really taking this to the next level. If you join today, it's 40% off, which is $400. $400 for the entire year, including 70 classes, all the stuff I just named. Your grandfather then for that price next year. Um, and yeah, so this is the last 48 hours. You got 48 hours before that changes. So if you're interested, I pinned it in YouTube. It's EYLUniversity.com. Enter promo code FREEDOM at the end at checkout. And uh, I mean, like realistically, four hundred dollars—that's that's like a that's a good dinner with two people <laughs> in, in, in New York City. That's a good dinner, two people, a bottle of wine. So to have this level of education, I think that we it, it, there's nothing comparable to it, especially for that price point. Um, I mean, people charge ten thousand dollars, nine thousand dollars for for that level of education for a lot less, a lot less actually. Yeah. 
This, so, this, this, um, this, I, I always say, man, that there's there's no platform that has this much information in so many different areas, man. So, like you said, this nah. is this is the this, in college. This is like two textbooks that you're not even going to use because they're going to give you a, a new version of it uh, the next semester. So, Ashley, Ashley's presentation was a book. <laughs> that was actually like a book. Like if you if you put that in book form, that's about a hundred. 40 pages and that was a scaled down version <laughs> yeah that, that's crazy that's crazy so so yeah we're interested in having all you guys join it's pinned i'll put it back in the youtube it's uh eyluniversity.com into promo code freedom and uh the price will be doubling it's the first time the price has ever doubled but we can do that in good conscience because we're giving you a heads up so we're giving you a heads up that the price is doubling um in two days my graduates from my school being Forbes, bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.